The last time we spoke, we were both at WWDC together. How was your WWDC? It was good. I, I, I by and large, it was pretty chill. Mm-hmm. Um, at least it was towards the end. I overcommitted myself earlier on in the week. Um, I, I like to try and do as little podcast recording as possible during WWDC, just because every live recording of every show ever. <laughs> whether it's in a hotel room or in front of people, brings with it problems. There's always yep. a problem with every single recording. Like, it's just how it is. And and they stress me out, so I like to do as little of those as possible. Luckily enough, two of them were not my episodes, like, not my shows, so I didn't have to spend the time on editing them. But nevertheless, they're just, they're just it's just a higher stress environment than usual. Um, so I, I maybe did a couple more shows than I should have, but... I, I kind of can't say no when people ask me to do a thing because it's how I am with that sort of stuff. So that was that. But uh, by the time Wednesday came around, everything was was ch- more chill, even though I had a huge live show. But that was, you know, that was a fun day. <laughs> but uh, I I would say like last year was the, my best. You know, basically the last three years, every year has eclipsed all of the previous years. And I think this was like my sixth WWDC, yeah, I think it was my sixth. And um, year one was amazing. Year two was really good. Year three was a disaster. Uh, then year four was great. Year five was better than that. And then year six was better than all of them. What was the disaster year? What was the cause of that? We. This was where I realized my overcommitting. I basically decided uh, okay. that I would effectively do every show that I was going to do that week whilst <laughs> at WWDC. And yeah. we just had horrific problems oh i remember that, that yes week. yes 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 i do yeah. remember that now to okay. the point where like we had to just record connected a second time is it even connected then i don't even know it might have been i'm with you i'm with you yeah that's tough that is not fun at all uh my wdc was intense and not in a bad way it, but it was you camped it, it was just it was intense it was you didn't give me yet you didn't give me the credit for that joke what i asked if you camped oh you were sorry in, intense yeah, I, I, I got it. Him. I got it. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, future Casey, you're going to laugh real hard at what Mike just said. <laughs> anyway, mm-hmm. sorry about that. And it's funny. I think we've told this, this story on the show, but I will often write notes to you in the edit document yep. about how I did not give you the appropriate credit for that joke. This is one of those moments. That um, makes it worse. It does. You know? It does. I know. Yeah. But I want to acknowledge it. I want to give you the credit, even mm-hmm. if it's b- deeply belated. Anyway, so this one was intense, not in not in a uh, tent. I did not go camping, but it was intense. And the reason it was intense was because I feel like I was moving or doing something nonstop from the Saturday before WWDC, because that's when I left to go see my family, until the Friday evening I got home. And but doesn't it always feel that way? Like, yes, it's always that way. It is, but for some reason, it just felt even busier this year than it ever has before. And that's not a complaint. I feel like it, it might be sounding like a complaint. It isn't. But I just felt like I was so busy. Like, the first few years, this is my eighth W, well, seventh WWDC, eighth trip to that event. You know what I mean? Because in 2016, I didn't get a ticket. Um, and I went to Layers instead. But I. I feel like every year I'm getting more and more busy and I'm trying to make time for more and more people. And that's a wonderful, tremendous problem to have. And it sounds very humble braggy and I don't mean it that way at all. It's just in, in early years, I would go to many, many, many sessions. And this year I probably went to like four 
because I was always busy. And it wasn't just like larking about and just, you know, just walking in the fields, squeeing for the fun of it. It was me doing things that I feel like are important and having meetings, which maybe aren't on the surface, aren't like business meetings, but it's like meeting with friends of mine that I don't get to see very often and doing those sorts and having those sorts of moments where you get to see these friends that you don't see often and going to these live shows, doing my own live show and just so much stuff. And it's, it's great, except that I feel like I barely got time to talk to Aaron and the kids and the time change doesn't help with that. I shouldn't whine to you of all people about this, but it's still tough. And no, oh my goodness, it. it's it's so busy. It's so busy. And I, even though I committed to almost nothing during the entire week, like in advance, basically I only committed to doing podcast related activities in the evenings and a couple of dinners. But I still felt like I was just running around nonstop and I just never had a chance to breathe. I think there was one time in my hotel room I decided to like chill for about half an hour. And I think that was the only time I really wasn't like in a session meeting with somebody running between places. I should have scootered between places to save myself time. Just doing something. And again, I... I, I I don't mean to complain about it. It isn't really a complaint. It was just that, holy smokes, it was busy. And I didn't even plan for it to be that way. So I'm almost scared of next year. Like, what's going to happen next year if I get a ticket? And I and I want to be at more of these sessions. I want to participate more. But, oh, man, I wanted to pop into layers a little bit because I love layers. But I didn't even have a chance to see Jesse and Elaine uh, until their closing party. That was like the day after layers was done. That was the first chance I had to see them. It was, It was so busy. But... It was good. It was very, very good. And it was great to see everyone. It was really cool and weird to have just seen a lot of these people a month prior for your stag do, uh, then, and then see them again and, and, and be able to be like, Oh yeah. How's the last three weeks been? You know, <laughs> or whatever. I did have this thing where like the end of WWDC is usually this like whirlwind of where are you? Got to say goodbye. Mm-hmm. Like, where are you? You know, everyone's like trying to find each other. Cause yep. there's some people you're not going to see for a year. Yep. But this time, nobody even, like, in our kind of immediate friend circle, nobody even bothered doing that. I did. Because a, we're all going to see bit. each other. You, But you, you're you're an outlier with these things, <laughs> which is why you're so wonderful. Um, but there was way less of that than normal because oh, yeah. we're all seeing each other, like, basically a month after. Right? Yeah. So, you know, it's just like, oh... Wicked. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'll catch you in London. I, I, I made a, I always make a point of finding, no matter how hard it is, finding Marco and John before I leave WBDC. And Marco just kind of, and, and Tiff, just kind of disappeared into the night, like Thursday night or something like that. And I never got a chance to say goodbye to them. And John, I crisscrossed just barely, so I didn't get a chance to say goodbye to him. And normally I would be like, deeply offended at myself for not having put that together. But uh, in this case, I was like, eh, I'll see them soon. And uh, we'll talk about why, but before we do that, let's talk about something that's awesome these days. Hey, I didn't get to talk about my big moment. Oh, you're right. I totally, I'm sorry. I was just going by the notes. I was going by the notes and that was the last bullet. Hey, so tell me how- No, I will not accept it. I want to talk about my big moment. Yeah, yeah. So tell me, well, actually, you know what? How about let's do this? Why don't we kind of eschew the document a little bit? Now we have a sweet teaser. Why don't you tell me about something that's awesome? Then we'll come back to your big moment. Damn, son. Okay. Uh, This episode is brought to you by Simple Contacts. (laughs) It's pretty great when an app can take a tiresome task and make it fuss-free for you. And that's what Simple Contacts does by being the easy way to renew your contact lens prescription. You'll be able to reorder your contacts from anywhere in just minutes. All you need to do is complete their online self-guided vision test. It takes five minutes or less from wherever you are 
right now. You just download their app and get started. No more doctor's offices, no more waiting rooms. Then you'll be able to order your favorite contacts right from the website or app. Simple Contacts has all of the brands that you love with options for astigmatism, multifocal lenses, colored lenses, and so much more. So you're going to be able to find what you need right from the palm of your hand whenever or wherever you want. Their vision tests cost just $20. For comparison, an appointment without insurance could cost you over 200 Simple contacts can save you money and time. I do want to let you know, and I must let you know, this is not a replacement for your periodic full eye health exam. Simple contacts is just with their, with their test is just checking that your current prescription that you tell them still helps helps you see 2020 and will help you renew contacts based on that current prescription. They're not writing you a new prescription and they're not examining your eye health. You might think that buying contacts is already simple, but it's actually pretty cumbersome. There's US law that means anyone who wears contacts right now has to get a new prescription written every year, even if your vision hasn't changed for 15 years and you have perfectly healthy eyes, which ends up being really expensive and time-consuming. But Simple Contacts is changing this. Instead of an annual appointment costing you up to $250 and countless hours, you can take their five-minute vision test online. As a listener of this show, you can get $30 off your contact lenses. Just go to simplecontacts.com slash analog or enter analog at checkout. That is simplecontacts.com slash analog or simply use the code analog for $30 off. Our thanks to Simple Contacts for their support of this show. So, Mike, you had a very important moment at WWDC, mm-hmm, one that mm-hmm. you had begged people to kind of make special for you and really give you energy that you needed in order to do what this turned out This wasn't even my important moment, but yeah, let's talk about that one. Well, the, I'm building um, up to the most important of important moments, sir. Okay. Getting one step at a time, my friend. So We did a live show. You we did, did a live, a live show. show with Connected. It was and, very good. Uh, I got my... Thank you. You were in attendance. Mm-hmm. I was at your live show. I was in the front row. Um, I actually yeah. was told later on, uh, from somebody on Twitter that he could hear me talking before the show because I was sitting so close. You know, <laughs> that, like, I wish I would have known that beforehand. Who yeah, right? knows what I said? Um, it's like, oh, Casey smells or something like that. Was probably God, why doesn't he wear deodorant? What the crap? Ugh, ugh. Uh, your live show was as great as I expected it to be. Well, thank right, you. Of course, ATP Live is, a, is an experience. You, you must experience it. Um, but we had our own live show, a Relay FM live show. Um, an extravaganza, we even. Feed. It was an extravaganza. It was a variety performance, as we like to put on. We had, we had a few extra people. We had Serenity and Jason pop in for part of the show. Um, but it was in a wonderful place called the Hammer Theater, which was incredible. I had a green room. Uh, I and... went to the green room after the fact. I, I'm a little disappointed mm-hmm. I wasn't able to go in beforehand, but mm-hmm. it was pretty amazing. And I don't know if this was ever discussed at any point. I don't recall, but it actually had like a spy camera in the green room, which was awesome. Yep. So, so it... we could we could watch the stage right. as well as hear it. They oh, had like okay. all of the audio was piped into the green room so we could hear, which was great because it meant that I didn't have to stand on the side of the stage waiting <laughs> for my moment because we I was only on half of the show with Federico. So we could sit in the green room, get ready, but we could still listen to everything that was going on. Um, then we could go to our dressing rooms and get ready because we had dressing rooms. Oh, like the lights so... I did not this see that. This place was incredible. Like it was so good. Um, I, I really, really hope that we can do future events there because it was superb. And yeah, I got the, the, the live show was, was, it went perfectly. Um, I, I had basically pleaded with our audience to like go wild when I came out on the stage because I wanted to feel what that feels like. And they did. It was incredible. Uh, I've listened to the clip of me coming onto the stage maybe like five times now. Uh, <laughs> it was just a real, 
a real like career moment. It felt so good. Like it just felt so good, you know. Like I, I know this is probably like it's like a super like I don't even know like egotistic thing, but like this show is just a trip in ego, right? Like I mean that's 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 that that's what it is. Um, but it was wonderful. Like I got to experience something that I'd kind of I don't know always hoped that I could have Mm -hmm. one day you know like you have those dreams of being a big famous performer I think that's the thing that a lot of people think of like what would it be like to be a rock star yep and like this is the closest that I've ever had to that um and it was incredible like to have hundreds of people just like screaming and stuff like I was really pleased because the the people in attendance went out of their way to give me a moment and it was just like chills like coming onto the stage I was pretty overwhelmed by it uh in the best possible way so that was amazing yeah it, it, it i've told the story probably 50 times at this point but it's just so striking to me that many years ago long before i ever started on neutral or anything my mom and i were talking about gosh knows what and she said to me you know i don't believe in you know like um reincarnation or anything like that but man if it was a thing if reincarnation was a thing i want to come back as like a rock star or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I can walk on stage and feel what it's like and know what it's like for an entire room full of people to be there just for me. And what's unbelievable about this one week in June for you and me both is that we get to experience that once and then go back to being regular people right after, which I is pretty it. cool. It's so great. It's the best of both worlds and it's so flattering. And if you happen to be one of the people that ran into us during that week, if you happen to be one of the people that that spent even a dollar of your money to get a ticket to either of these things, um, you know, that may or may not have reached either of our wallets, but it doesn't matter. It was still your money that you spent. And it is extremely flattering and very kind of you. And I spoke to so many people before your event that were nice enough to come up and say hi. In fact, I was in like the fourth or fifth row because by the time I was able to find a seat, uh, the first like one or two rows of reserved seating were already taken. And so I had to go like into the, into the kids section in, in row four or five uh, because they were all clogged because I was just talking to so many kind, wonderful people. And, and you know what, that that's a trade I'm more than willing to make because it was so flattering and so cool. And your, your, your guys's show, it's hard to do a variety hour, um, especially across podcasts that are not necessarily that similar. Uh, but I thought you guys did a great job. I thought connected in particular was really well done. It's so fun both as a as a creator and as a consumer to see the three of you guys have a on stage presence and chemistry that is different but similar to the way you are on the show and i think each of you is a little different in person i think steven in particular steven it, i hate him he he becomes and and I this is meant so this is meant in the most complimentary way possible. He becomes a different person when he's on stage, yeah. and he is, he is so confident, so funny, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and like I hate how at home he is on the stage. Like mm-hmm. it it drives me crazy. Not me because too. I have it. It's a really difficult thing for me to get to the moment where I feel okay, but he is like that immediately like he just walks out on the stage on his own picks up a microphone stands in front of everyone and just starts making jokes and like how are you doing this like i find it very frustrating but i'm pleased because it means that he can lead a show like he did with absolutely like when i when i led our show in san francisco 
in 2016, I was a wreck beforehand. Like, mm-hmm. but he was just like joke, laughing and joking, and he just like walks out onto the stage, picks up the microphone, and he can go. It, it is a, it is a skill that Stephen has, which means that he also plans the events. He understands events clearly. There's right. just like a thing in him that does that, and I'm very jealous of that. Yeah, it's it's. He, I mean, all three of you are tremendous on stage. I I concur though, Stephen. It's still Steven, but it's a different Steven, and it's so fun in the good way to watch. And I'm so jealous of his ability to do that because I I don't I don't really get that phased before a recording uh, or before a live show. And and I've talked to rooms bigger than than the one that we recorded in in the capacity as a tour guide at, at school. Um, and so I don't really get phased by big groups, but but I wouldn't say that I'm as good or as confident as Steven is. And and I'm deeply jealous, and I kind of hate that guy. You know what you're saying about like that you enjoyed the show, and I'm pleased that you did. I I think that when we do live shows with Connected, they're they're kind of different to mm-hmm. to most live podcasts that are in our circle because we really amp up silliness. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's, it's not necessary to do right. Like when I go to see ATP, I get an episode of ATP, and like that's what I want, mm-hmm. you know. Like, but when when we are on stage together we have a lot more fun when we're just being stupid and like that that's that nonsense of of that episode that's like that was a lot of what like a lot of that stuff we didn't necessarily we didn't share with each other what we were doing but we all individually spent a lot of time working on silly things to do yeah and I think it came together really well. Oh, and it's too. why we, it's why us as a three like to do live shows. I like to do like, re, like, and we're doing more live shows this year, right? So we're doing uh, Upgrade in Chicago, which is the first time me and Jason have ever done an episode of Upgrade of an Audience, um, which I'm really excited about. And then we're doing Connected in New York. And we're doing all this because we like doing these live shows now. Like it's becoming more and more of a thing that we like to do. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're trying to do more of them and I want to see, and we're hoping like, I mean, so both of those events were already sold out, which was amazing that that happened quicker than I expected. And this is all very positive, right? Because we want to be able to do them more and we have some grand plans for it. And the way we're able to do it is that we do a live show and it sells out. So, like, okay, great. So now we know we can do more. We can have bigger rooms. We can charge more money. Like it's all that stuff that helps make live shows more of a part of our business as opposed to just like a fun thing that we do while we're all in San Jose. Sure. Right. But so now we're like, okay, so now what happens if I get on a plane and go to Chicago? Like, how does that work? Right and mm-hmm. and you know so yeah we that's all, all three of us get on planes to go to Chicago because none of us are from Chicago right like me Jason and Stephen and uh, we, we're all going there so yeah I I love our live shows I'm pleased I'm so happy that people keep doing them keep coming t- together to to do them and keep coming to see them and uh, watch this space for more of them yeah that's awesome but there was one other thing I just want to touch on it because I feel like we're spending way too much time talking about things that are weeks old when we have some like <laughs> big topics to we get do, to we today do. um but connected got featured in the keynote it was incredible um i lost my mind i was sitting next to federico when it happened and yep. i almost feel like i lost my mind more than he did because he's italian and confident and cool and all that and i was like oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god <laughs> yeah it 
was abs- it was you know i i kind of at this point i don't even know the words i have i mean i i guess i'll share the thing that i don't think i've shared anywhere else which is uh so everyone i was watching it with a bunch of friends and like i was just kind of just like basically blacked out you know like i had no <laughs> idea what was going on but once everybody left i watched it again and when i watched it again on my own i just broke down in tears mm. sitting in my hotel room I can on imagine. my own i can imagine i uh, i i almost lost it in again i'm not even one of you three i just that must be such an incredible feeling and and the photograph that circulated thereafter which you can explain is phenomenal as well oh the photo of my boy timmy uh-huh there was a getty image um which was taken during like the final wrap-up segment where they like show a bunch of slides like we introduced ios today and mac os and the watch os and there was just a picture taken when they're doing the watch os slide and all the in all that is in the background is just a huge Apple Watch with the connected logo <laughs> on it, just like massive, just behind Tim, and it was showing up everywhere. Like all the news sites were, were using it. So uh, I bought the image and I've ordered a fracture. <laughs> I would have, I absolutely, uh, which is which is um, it's on the way to me now. Actually, I'm very excited to receive that. That's so awesome. Well, congratulations to you guys. This is a. Uh kind of a quiet and also very, very loud affirmation of the work that you've done, uh, both the live show and most especially this. It's extremely cool, Thank and you. you should be very proud of yourselves, and uh, and I'm super jealous. Yeah, I, I love you so much, uh, but I know that if it was the other way around, I would be so happy for you, but also want to kill you. Yep, yep, that's accurate. So uh, I, I, I can appreciate if you feel that way. Like, I would have gone crazy. I would have been so excited, but I also would have been like, hate you. Yep. Uh, so I, I want to be that. I, I want I it to be me. Completely agree. And we actually, ATP was featured in the podcast, uh, an introduction to like podcast yeah. analytics or something, which was yeah. extraordinarily flattering. But this was the day after you guys were on the friggin' keynote. So it was like, okay, thanks for taking the window yeah, out of my sales, it, gentlemen. It, I, 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 I got to say, I felt a little bit bad for you in that because mm-hmm. it's like, that is awesome. But mm-hmm. it, it kind of was a little bit like, yeah, but right? like if, if we never would have been in there, everyone would be like, oh, my God. He... Like, and yeah. there was a lot of that, but I felt like some people were like, oh, and, right? Like, I saw a bunch of those. Yeah. I'm like, oh, and ATP. But that was really cool. I'm very happy for you. Yeah, thanks. Um, the world's greatest podcast, am I right? At this point, I, I don't know if I can argue anymore. And it pains me to admit that. All right, we have two big things I want to talk about today. We have... I want to know more about what it's been like since you quit your job. And then we have the final wedding update. Mm-hmm. Big stuff today. But mm-hmm. first, let me tell you about Pingdom, the company who offer uptime monitoring and web performance management. You are familiar with Pingdom. Trust me on this because Pingdom are helping to keep some of your favorite sites online. Like Relay FM, we use Pingdom. Um, Evernote use Pingdom, Netflix use Pingdom, MG use Pingdom. And why do they use Pingdom? Because websites are super sophisticated. They're full of moving parts these days. There's so many different dependencies going on. Pingdom lets you monitor all of this stuff. Is your website up? Is your e-commerce checkout working? Is your logout fu- login functioning properly? And they will let you know if anything is broken. They will let you know if anything is slowing down. They can tell you all of this stuff. They are monitoring your website constantly. They have 70 global test servers, emulating physics to your site, checking its availability as often as every minute. And if something goes wrong, they will let you know. 
all you need to do is give Pingdom the URL that you want to monitor. You tell them how you want to be alerted and they'll take care of everything. So you will be the first to know when something goes wrong on your website. Go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now and you can get a 14-day free trial. You don't need any credit card to do that. And then when you sign up, use the code ANALOG at checkout and you will get a massive 30% off your first invoice. Our thanks to Pingdom for their support of this show and RelayFM. So... When we last spoke, you had yet to tell the people you work with that you were leaving. Mm-hmm. So how did that go? Uh, reasonably well. Um, I think everyone was bummed. I don't think anyone was terribly surprised, but it, it mostly went okay. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that the iOS developers that are that are remaining are deeply, deeply concerned, which I can understand. Um, why do you, why do you mean concerned? Well, so over the last two years that I've been at this job, myself and two former coworkers kind of dreamed up this whole different architecture and way of writing iOS apps. Uh, that, that probably sounds more grandiose than I mean it, but we're we're not following the you know, completely standard approach of writing iOS apps. And this is deeply involved with RX Swift, but not exclusively RX Swift. And so because of that, we have this architecture that I am very proud of and I think really solves a lot of interesting problems in a very clever Mm -hmm. and and nice way. However, I'll be the first to tell you that it is it is slightly harder to approach than just vanilla iOS development, right? And that, that makes sense because if it was just vanilla iOS development, then you know with these the, you, we would have all of the problems that vanilla iOS development has. And you know, when, at at my company, we have tried very hard to make our code you know have really good separation concerns and is very unit testable and so on and so forth. And so because of that, the architecture is a little bit. It's not it's not amateur level iOS development. Let me put it to you that way. It's it's more intermediate to expert level iOS development. And because of that. Um, it's 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 a lot to take on and the two iOS developers that are remaining one of whom is an intern and is still in school and one of whom is not too far removed from school and is a little bit on the junior side they're both very bright they're both very good but they're you know i i've been working in general for 14 years and i've been working in iOS for 2 years you know there's less than 14 years experience between the two of these folks and so because of that i think they're a little worried that when they have to go in and make changes to this architecture or what have you um it's going to be difficult because i don't think they entirely understand it and so that's a little concerning i think what's going to end up happening is they're going to take this architecture which i'm very proud of and i is some of my best work professionally and i think they're going to kind of phase it out over time which makes me super yeah. super sad i I, but, I was in a situation like that and i've been in situations like that in all the jobs that i've moved on from like going from place to place where you're like i know i worked so hard to implement this thing as soon as i leave they're gonna throw it away yep and it's like this issue of like legacy you know, that I think a lot of people have, where it's like, you know, you're not going to go down in history for this, but like something that you work really hard on, you kind of want to remain. And you're probably right. If this is a trickier flavor of Swift, which from all I understand from what I've heard you mention, and yes, it is, they are 100% going to get rid of it. I'm sorry. Oh, I know. And you know, my, it was funny. My immediate boss sat me down a week ago today. This was a few, this was just under a week from me having told him I'm leaving 
or two weeks. I'm sorry, because I forget about the WWDC week. Um, so it was two weeks after I said I was leaving and, and, you know, a week after I told the broader team I was leaving and he had this, he, he sits me down. I can tell he's very uncomfortable and he was like, well, we have to have a talk about something. And I'm like, okay. And he basically said, you know, blah, 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 blah. We're going to have to get rid of this architecture. And I thought about it for a minute and I said to him, you know, you have no choice. You have to, because continuing on with an architecture that they don't entirely also, understand is not it's not your problem anymore that's true right and you got to let go as mm-hmm. well like i understand why it stings but it's just kind of like okay like what are you gonna do you know yeah and i mean it's it's sad but it, it is exactly what needs to happen and it's going to live on in, in the app that i'm working on for myself and in my brain <laughs> and so uh, and if you're interested in uh, learning about it people let me know and uh, maybe we can work something how? out but how do they let you know? You need to be better at selling yourself. Yeah, well, Tell the people if they want to know more about RX Swift, how. Yeah, you can uh, find my website at caselist.com and you can contact me at caselist.com slash contact. And if you are willing to compensate me for giving you some of this knowledge, please reach out and uh, and we can talk about maybe me coming to visit you and your company or maybe me just doing some video conferencing or something. I am happy to talk about this. But anyway. Look at that. Um, thank you, buddy. But uh all in all, it's been going fine. I've been trying to knowledge transfer when I can and or getting through big hurdles that remain before we ship this app we've been working on for the last few months. Um, and so far, it's so good. I mean, at this point, I have basically two weeks left and uh, time is approaching quickly. It's 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 something it's scary in a good mm. way. Two weeks. Do you have your last day plan yet? Not really, actually. I'm need to kind work of, on that. Man. I, I know. I mean, I would. I was assuming that 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 they're going to want to do some sort of lunch, and it will probably in, involve some amount of drinking. And I will probably have Aaron drop me off at work and either take a lift home or <laughs> have her pick mm-hmm. me up again. But uh, no, I don't really have any plan. Um, I, you know, it occurred to me when looking at the notes. I'm stealing some of your thunder. You know, in all caps, it says, "What's the song?" And You've got to have a song. I, I haven't really thought about it yet. I don't know. Um, I got to figure that out. Song, man. I know, it's I know. Very important. I tell you, it was a big moment for me to be able to. Uh, I think, I think, I know it was a Queen song. I think I chose another one by the Dust. I think that was my my song. <laughs> we'll, uh, have we'll have to listen to, back. We have to run back the tape yeah, to, yeah. to find out what it was. But I believe it was a Queen song, and it was it. It gave me a moment, right? Like ranked, like, like pumped up my uh, earpods. It probably was at the time to to the maximum, and got to walk out of those doors of a tear in my eye like you need that because you're only going to get to do it one time yeah it's true you only leave full-time employment to be indie one time like even if you go back to get a job again the next time you leave it won't be as sweet if you know if and when but like i would recommend you think a lot of bit. you think a lot about that um Maybe some, maybe there's like I don't know, some triumphant Dave Matthews song or something <laughs> that, you like, that, that you can play. Yeah, I, I, I really recommend that. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your response like from people? Because again, we recorded that episode in secret. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, how did you find people reacting to your news? Was it everything you wished? Uh, yeah, I think so. I, it, people were extremely, extremely kind, and I certainly think that of all of the tweets and I've posted an obscene amount of tweets in my 10 ish years on Twitter of all of the tweets I've ever posted. I think my top three are, well, maybe four or five are probably pregnancy announcements and birth announcements. And this one, 
when I said, I think I, I said something along the lines of, I have a bit of news to share or, or personal update or something like that. I forget what it was. I'm trying to find it now. But it has something like, you know, 800 likes and like a bunch of retweets too, which was somewhat surprising because, you know, I'll, like I can understand you retweeting this because we're pals and, you know, this kind of relates to the show, mm-hmm. which in a way relates to your work. But there were like people that I don't really know as well that had retweeted it, which was very kind of them. And certainly when I uh, mentioned it at the live show, which was the first time I had mentioned it on ATP, you know, the room kind of erupted, which was ever so slightly uncomfortable because it's like, well, I mean, I don't hate my job. I'm just trying to do something different. Well, thank you. I think I have my arms up in the air at the moment. (laughs) Uh, But, but it was also extremely, extremely flattering. And, and, you know, people have reached out with advice uh, and even the unsolicited advice has been very, very kind and very helpful. Uh, People have reached out with stories of, you know, oh, I just did this or I'm about to do this or I want to do this. And, oh my gosh, I can't believe what you're doing. That's so incredible in a good way. You know, it's so incredible and good for you putting for putting your family first and and so on and and even um even some people wrote and said you know i tried this it didn't work for me but it very well could work for you and i hope and i give you the best of luck you're not in like that negative like oh well it didn't work for me but i hope it works it wasn't like that at all it was like oh my gosh i'm so excited for you i really hope this works out sort of thing and so the response from listeners has been incredible and i'm very very mm-hmm. lucky and and very very blessed to have uh, haven't i hate to say it this way but i can't think of a better term like to have an audience that is so supportive and and i don't i don't want to make this speech for the 19th time but i'll make the abridged version which is you know if it wasn't for the people listening to this show if it wasn't for you listening to this right this moment like i this would not be possible for my family and it's because of you listening to this at this very moment that my children may have that much better an upbringing or childhood than they may otherwise have had so um i'm extremely lucky and extremely thankful yeah i think like your announcement was probably a little bit different to say mine because like Mine was a surprise, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hadn't been talking or I hadn't been having conversations, even on this show, Mm -hmm. for a period of time beforehand about the possibility of this happening Mm -hmm. because I decided it with a snap pun judgment. (laughs) But for you, like, it's been a a thing that we've been talking about for a while. Sure. So, again, whilst the reaction seemed to be really, really amazing, it was, like, overwhelming, like, happiness as opposed to, like, people were, like, super surprised for me. And that was, like, an extra level, Mm -hmm. I think, Mm -hmm. that for me made it more fun because it was like, what? Like, you know, it's like this crazy thing and it was very awesome. I'm very, very, very happy that you could um, have that moment at the live show. Yeah, yeah. It was was cool. It was fun. It was... It was... It was extremely flattering, and and I didn't. I mean, I figured people would be like, "Yay!" But no. I mean, thanks to you leading the charge, people were very enthusiastic about it. <laughs> I'm uh, really happy you did it like that too, because it would have been wasted to talk about on that episode. Like, yeah. you never would have got into it in as much detail as you did, and then you ended up having a, a great discussion about it on this past week's episode of, of mm-hmm. ATP. Um, at, but doing it as like a, I did it, and then like just completely moving on is a real good comedy moment that I enjoy greatly. Yeah, well, thank you. That was mostly Marco. I think Marco and I were pretty much of the same brain about it, but he, mm-hmm. I think, had, was the one who said it to me, not vice versa. Um, and I thought that was very, a very clever thought. And, and the way he described it, I hope he doesn't take issue with me saying this, but I think he's exactly right. Is you know, on Top Gear, they would always joke, you know, if one of them died, they would say, you know, oh, you know, Richard Hammond passed away 
and we miss him anyway so, <laughs> that mm-hmm. was that he was kind of we he we uh were channeling top gear with that uh real-time follow-up 804 likes 21 retweets which is a, a tremendous amount of of engagement on something that that really doesn't have anything to do with anyone but the four of us like me and aaron and, and the kids so it was extremely kind of everyone to to throw a heart my way or to, to throw a tweet my way or to retweet or anything it's it's been super flattering and, and i just i i hope so very much that I can make this work and that you I can stick me. with it. Did I? I got 60, 68 retweets, 722 likes. Uh, you had more, re- you had a factor of three more retweets though. So mine was a more retweetable tweet because it had that's a true. error in it. <laughs> that's true. That's all right. But uh, no, all's good. Uh, you know, my last, my last working day is in theory, what is it, two weeks from today? Because I'm going in, yeah, two weeks from today. I'm going in on a Monday, Monday, July 2nd. And, uh, and that'll be that. And then not too long after that, something else is happening. Do you want to tell me about that after you tell me about something awesome? Yes, most definitely. Today's episode is also brought to you by our friends over at Squarespace. Make your next move with Squarespace. They let you easily create a website for your next idea or project, and they give you all of the tools you need to make it a reality. If you want to create an online store, portfolio, blog, maybe a site for your wedding, I did that. Squarespace has all the tools that you're going to need. There's nothing to install, patch, or have to worry about. They've got you covered. Squarespace gives you functionality like being able to get a unique domain name so you can give the site the brand that you want. Also, to take advantage of beautiful templates they won, have won awards for their beauty because they really are awesome. What I like about Squarespace's templates is they're basically already good to go and they're nice and customizable so they don't look like you go to a Squarespace website and you're not like, oh, that's a Squarespace website because they don't look like that. They look modern and fresh and professional, but you can also tweak them in the colors and the layout and the fonts, which is not difficult to do. It's all drag and drop and from selections from all in the web browser and you can make it look your own. That's what I really like. Squarespace have 24-7 customer support and you can sign up for a free trial. Just go to squarespace.com slash analog. You don't need to enter any credit card information and you get to take Squarespace for a spin and make sure that it's right for you. Their plans start at just $12 a month. When you decide to sign up, use the offer code analog and you'll get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain and show your support for this show. Once again, at squarespace.com slash analog and the code analog to get 10% off your first purchase. Our thanks to Squarespace for their support. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. All right, so let's set some. Can we set some ground rules real quick? So yes. let's let's just establish right now. We're not going to be talking about the specific date of the wedding. We're not going to be talking about specific locations of the wedding. We're not talking about who is mm-hmm. invited. All of those specifics, they may organically come out at a later date, but none of that will be discussed now. We're yeah, just like talking about broad. Once strokes. the day happens, it's going to be super obvious that the day has happened. Mm-hmm. And if we share any photos. There, that you will know where it is, right? And then it's whatever. Or like afterwards, I'll I will talk about the places, like because I don't care then, right? Like later on, I'll talk about the places. But it's something that you need to know. This is the last episode that I will be on before the wedding. We are going to be skipping the next episode, so there will not be another episode of Analog until July twenty second, which I won't be on because I'll be on my honeymoon. So. Between now and July 22nd <laughs> is when the wedding's going to be, but it's in a couple of weeks' time. Um, the, and the reason that we're skipping an episode is because Casey's going to be traveling to London. So, and it was just easier to just skip that week because there's no point doing another episode in, in advance, in my opinion, at, the, mm-hmm. at that point. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to record to anyone else while you're traveling to London. And uh, I have so much going on right now. Do you? I'm recording 11 podcasts this week. Um, I'm doing not as many the week after, uh, and then a couple the week after that, 
right? Because this is stuff. And then I'm going on my honeymoon. And so I am basically away for the vast majority of July, mm-hmm. which is adding in a whole other mess because I run a business and like I'm trying to run that business way in advance <laughs> and I'm trying to get so much stuff done and it's not going to happen. Like nope. I'm starting to give, I have given up on the idea of setting an out of office on my honeymoon. Oh, don't do that. I mean, well, I should say do that. You should set the out of office. No, I'm just going to set some specific ground rules about how I'm going to work with my email. Part of it is because me and my assistant have started using Spark's email sharing stuff. Mm-hmm. So what I'm able to do is look at my email and just assign a bunch of stuff to her to take care of. Mm-hmm. The reason that I've decided not to do set an out of office is not because I'm going to be working the whole time, but out of offices in just they introduce a bunch more problems I think than they solve in most instances. Mm-hmm. So like let's say I have an out of office set and someone emails me, but it's something that will take me 20 seconds to reply to, but I'll but I'll reply to it on my own time. I don't want them to get an out of office when I can just reply to them yeah, yeah, in that yeah. 20 second reply maybe mm-hmm. the next day. Sure. Right? Because I won't be able to, I will be unhappy if I completely shut myself off from work. Okay. Because I'll be thinking about it too much. So my feeling is maybe once or twice a day, I'll check my email when I'm not doing anything. Yeah, that makes sense. And then I can just triage my email real quick because I also don't want to come back from my honeymoon with 200 emails to deal with, right? (laughs) Oh, it'll be a lot more than that, but yes. With the idea of me getting a bunch of email, I assign it to my assistant so she can take care of it for me, or I respond to things super quick, like that's going to be fine. Like, And, and that's the like, only work that I'm going to do is just dealing with my email inbox. And I can do that because like Adina always falls asleep faster than me anyway. So like I can take care of it then. Or like a lot of the time, we're just going to be on the beach, right? And like, what am I going to do? Like, really, what am I going to do if I'm on the beach for three hours? Like... <laughs> I might as well just check my email on the beach. Like, it seems like a nice thing to do. I'm still on vacation. And I, I know that, my, that I will be more comfortable having just a slight control over things. But, like, you know, I'm not going to be checking Slack and, and all that kind of stuff. And everyone knows not to bother me. But honestly, the vast majority of my time is spent in recording and editing podcasts. And I'm not doing any of that, right? So spending... 10 to 20 minutes every day maybe 10 minutes a day just doing some email i'm fine like yeah. i'm going to i'm going to live with that right, you know no, what right. i mean i'll allow it so so there's going to be a descending uh, dissension descending everyone's coming to london sometime yeah. in the next month or so the americans and romanians are invading london <laughs> <laughs> it is 1776 all over again not really um so uh, are we excited about this are you scared how how are we feeling well, like people are asking me now as we're getting closer, like, oh, are you planning it? Nope. <laughs> Not planning anything. Planning a wedding. Yep. Uh, no events. No events. I'm planning no events. Like, we're not doing the um, the wedding brunch the day after or anything. Mm-hmm. We, we started looking into it. I don't know if this is a tradition for you, but, you know, like you, you would have a brunch with people the day after, mm-hmm. right? You'd mm-hmm. have like a, like a meal. I decided I didn't want to plan a meal for 100 people again. Yeah. So we're not doing that. Um, we will be around. We're going to be in London, and we're hoping to see some people. And there's some stuff going on. Like a couple of friends have planned some things that some of the guests are going to be doing. In the days before, like 
I'm not really recording a bunch in the days before, so I expect I'll have time, but I don't, I really don't want to plan anything yet. Yeah. Um, I think I mentioned on the show that we're doing the meeting of the parents the mm -hmm. day before the wedding. I, so you definitely told me. I, I don't remember if it was on the show or not. So that's one thing that I've got planned is we're doing that, right? So we're going to, we're going to, um, take people out for tea. One thing it's like, I'm like, I don't know what to do. It's like, there's a bunch of people that I know would really want to see our house. Yeah. Like me. But like, I don't know. Yeah. Like you and Steven, but like, I don't know how to arrange something like that because I can't like invite everyone. Cause we just don't have that much space. Right. You could fit like four couples and we would, be done with chairs right and i don't want to do like an open house type situation for a day where i'm like giving everyone 20 minute slots to come over and visit so like these these are the things that like i should probably think about but you know what <laughs> i'm just not gonna because i'm planning a wedding oh my god casey i'm losing my mind this right is now. this is the correct and healthy response to this moment in wedding planning so i'm dealing with jet lag right mm-hmm but you know what happens when I'm trying to sleep at 3 a.m. because I can't sleep? Oh, your brain wakes Thinking up. Thinking about the goddamn wedding. Yep. I've rewritten my vows four times. <laughs> I have no speech. I'm like, oh, what if this happens? Or what if this happens? Or like I'm now like, we, we haven't heard from our registrar yet. So we're supposed to meet with a registrar. And they email us a couple of weeks before, two to four weeks before, they said. Now, we haven't heard from them yet. And I'm like, oh, okay, when are they? And then I'm thinking like, hmm, what if the registrar's sick? Oh, my word. What if on the day of the wedding, yep. the yep. registrar gets sick? What do I do? Yeah. This is where my brain is going right now. I am losing my mind at this point. So let me give you advice that will not help. What would you do if the registrar is sick and doesn't show up? Then you just wing it. And even if that means you aren't officially married on the day in which you're supposed yeah, to be I officially know, married. I know, but I've been thinking about that, and I will be so upset. But you know what the thing of it is? And and I had to figure this out, and it took me a while. Aaron figured it out quicker than I did. Is that at this point, you have positively affected the lives of between 20 and 100 people or whatever the size of the wedding is. It doesn't really matter. Let's call it 100 just for the sake of discussion. It is 100. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, so you've positively affected the lives of 100 people. Do you think if there's no registrar on the day of the wedding that we're all just going to be like, well, no worries. We'll just try another time. No, it's not everyone else. It's me. Oh, fair. But uh, my like, point I want to be married on my wedding day. <laughs> you go figure. Right? But yeah, and I hear that. But you know what? And, and again, if it were me in your shoes, I would be like, okay, Casey, whatever. Right. But yeah, like, here's the thing, though. I paid so much money for all of this point. I don't care. We're doing it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, even if exactly. there is no legal wedding, we're having the whole thing. We're right. doing it all. Um, I. I don't know what the situation here is where you can get like the person ordained or whatever. I don't, like I would just do that. Like someone does it and we'll sign the paperwork later, right? Like mm -hmm. we'll just whatever. Um or we'll just not do the paperwork at all and we'll just have somebody officiate for us in like a capacity and we'll exchange the rings and right. we'll call ourselves married and then we'll get a certificate like in a month. But there, they, they, that is just an example of the type of stuff that I'm going through right now. Let alone the fact that Everyone needs a phone call. Why? Why? I think I've complained about this before on the show. 
I don't understand why every individual supplier feels the requirement to get on the phone with us. It's not necessary. Like some of them, <laughs> yes. Like a couple of days before the wedding, we we're having a, a very long phone call with our wedding planner, right? Like, yes, of course we are. But like the DJ is a professional. I like the DJ. Why, why, why do I need a phone call with the DJ? Like, I can email the DJ. The DJ does not need to get on the phone with me, especially when I already had to go to a place in London to meet the DJ's boss, which I still don't understand why we needed to do that, right? Like, to just go and talk to this person. It isn't even the person who was being the DJ. Then we just had to spend, like, five minutes on the phone with the DJ where, like, he just said, like, oh, I've got all your information. Can you just send me some files for the exact songs that you want for important moments? Like, oh, an email, DJ. How surprising. <laughs> no way. Why are we on the phone? Oh, and like, goodness. why do these people, why do I need to do Skype video calls of everyone? What does that do? Like, I don't, I don't understand why I need to do this. Like, it's wild to me. Like, the cake lady, she's good with email. So why is everybody else having a problem? That was another thing. We're like, oh, we haven't ordered the cake. Right? Like, we paid for the cake, but we never, like, it was like, we haven't told, like, we didn't tell anyone what we wanted. And now that's done. But now we've realized, we don't care about this, but there is this funny thing where we're having this cake made, right? We have never tasted any cake this woman has ever made. Hmm. Now, honestly, I don't care what the cake tastes like. Like, the inside of the cake is sponges and the outside is biscuits, right? Like... <laughs> Like, I don't care what the cake tastes like. Right. I don't think anyone actually cares about the flavor of a wedding cake, like, ultimately, because most of it never gets eaten. But there was this funny moment where we were like, we've never, we've seen this lady's cakes. We've never tasted this lady's cakes. I'm just assuming that she does a good job, especially because our friend who makes marshmallows, uh, she knows this lady and was like, oh, she's really good. I'm like, perfect. That's great. (laughs) It's sold. Yeah, this is this is all natural, and you just gotta you just gotta make it through. And the thing of it is, is that and I've I've told you personally this speech probably six times on the air and twelve times off. This is the biggest stress, and well, maybe not the biggest stress, but is one of the biggest stresses I've ever had my entire life. But it was worth every bit of it. But when you're sitting in your shoes today, some number of weeks between one and four before the wedding, it is it is seeming like. I would give anything just to elope and not have to deal with all this. And you just have to make it through. You just have to push through it and it'll be worth it. Mm-hmm. I know that doesn't help, but that's the truth of the matter. I know. But did I tell you like my, my overriding theory about the wedding industry? I bet you have. I don't recall what it was, but I think you have. That the whole wedding industry is based around selling you perfection. Mm. Yeah, basically. Right? And, and everyone can offer you more. Because they'll make it more, more perfect. Mm-hmm. perfect. Mm-hmm. And there is this like, well, why wouldn't you want to spend an extra 100 pounds for perfection? And like, th- this is this thing that just keeps happening. And what it does is it builds this idea that you must have the perfect day. Mm-hmm. So when you're coming at it from that point, you are spending way too much time dealing with the little things. As it stands right now, I cannot wait for my wedding day. I am so excited for the wedding. I also cannot wait for the wedding to be over. Yeah. Like, yep. I know this is going to be the best day of my life for so many reasons, right? One, because I am marrying my best friend and she's, you know, 
makes me happy in ways that I can't even explain. Um, and I'm not going to say any more than that because I'm going to start doing my vows. I was waiting for it. <laughs> but I'm also going to have all of my friends, the vast majority of my friends there, um, in configurations that I never would have been able to imagine. You're like, this is the first time that I'm going to have all of the people that are coming in the same place, right? Because there are there are friends of mine, even podcast friends, right? Like co-hosts of mine, my all of my best friends, who have never met before. Mm-hmm. And having the configuration of everyone together in that moment is going to be so wonderful to me. And being able to spend that time with everyone and, and yeah, like have everyone meet my mum. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm really excited about that. Um, it's just, just the whole thing, right? Like, I cannot wait for it. Well, let me let me build on that a little bit, if you don't mind me interrupting. Um, this is actually an extremely important event for my family as well, specifically Aaron and me. Because for the longest time, I have talked about all of these people that Aaron is very aware of and familiar with, but she hasn't met. You know, like she's never mm-hmm. met Stephen and I've never met Mary, you know, as an example. Yeah. Then th- this is why, like one of the reasons that I am taking this whole thing so seriously is this is more than just us. Mm-hmm. Right. And like we are coming to it that way because it's like our families have never met. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like yeah. this wedding is unique in many ways from weddings that I have been to in the past. I don't know anyone who's gotten married that their parents will meet for the first time as a, like the day before the wedding or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. It feels very peculiar to me, but like even just the friends, you know, like having some of like our friends, like and, and Adina's friends meet some of like my friends and like, and everyone coming together. Like it's, it is this whole thing, which is why like we are taking everything so seriously, which is why I can't wait for it to be over because I'm, I'm done <laughs> planning. I'm done yeah. planning this thing, but I still have weeks of planning left to go. Um, just like little stuff where I'm like, oh my God, what if I forget the ties? Yeah. Why? Why would I forget the ties? Like, I, I will need to put my own tie on. Why will I forget the ties for my groomsmen? Like, why is that going to happen? <laughs> Um, I mean, part of the reason is because at my brother's wedding, he forgot one time. <laughs> and I had to run around department stores in the part of England where he lives trying to find a tie that slightly matched the tie that he needed. But it's just this... Like, you know, we, work, like this, we worked out this system of... Um, the buses... So did I tell you about the fact you know about the fact we needed two buses, right? Mm-hmm. So what we decided was now the people who are on the second bus kind of get not as much as the people on the first bus because we will be getting on the first bus, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So then it's like I feel bad for everyone in the second bus. So now we're trying to arrange with the bus company that during the journey. You switch. We're going to switch. <laughs> right. Because what this also does is stops there being 70 people on one bus and like 30 people on the other bus. Sure. That's a good point. That's a good point. We want to we want to split the buses. And so like we say we're going to go. And then also the second bus will then take a slight detour to drop us off at the place that we're going to have our pictures taken. 
mm-hmm. before it then goes on to the, the 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 reception venue, which then also helps the reception venue deal with the people coming in. Sure, because they're staggered a little bit. Yep, 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 yep. But it's like these are the things, like just these logic puzzles that my brain is having to try and compute and like find ways to deal with. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be worth it. And I know, you know, that. I know it is, I know yeah. it is, but that's the problem, right? Like the worth it thing is like good and bad. Cause it's like, it's going to be worth it, but I have to make it worth it. Like yeah. I can't just half, deal with this like i can't just like let it happen because plus i'm not that we are not that kind of people anyway that's why we needed a wedding planner in the first place because there is no feasible way that we would have been able to plan this wedding because two things happen one uh adina gets too deep and then i just have to ripcord my way out and then nothing's gonna get done (laughs) because she she like is is like a she's very intense on the details and i am until the moment that i get frustrated and then I'm like, I can't do it anymore. And then I have to leave. Yep. Um, that's no way to plan a wedding, which is why we needed the wedding planner. Sure. But unfortunately, we're at that point now where I keep saying, I can't deal with this anymore. Yeah. And you just got to persevere. Well, then I have to leave for a minute and then I have to come back because I have no choice. I have to deal with it. Yeah. Uh, I, oh, by the way, did you know weddings are expensive? You know, I did know that. It turns out if you say wedding or baby out. before anything, it's like eight times the it price. Gets, it gets very expensive. Turns out. No, oh, it, man. It's... I can't wait. It's going to be the best day. Boy, howdy. I am like dying right now because I'm close enough that it's so close, but it's still not close yeah, enough. It's, so, it's still so far away. You know, it's... um. Like, it doesn't get real until people start arriving in London. Yeah. And we're not there yet. And and I tell you what, it's going to be a whirlwind to end all whirlwinds once that happens. Because At least, if I want to, I will have lots of things to keep me occupied. That is very true. Right? That's yep. the benefit. It's like, if I'm busy, I'm going to feel okay, and I will be able to make myself busy. Yeah. No, it'll it, it's going to be tremendous. You're going to love it, and you're going to... The the thing that I learned from my wedding is that no matter how much time you try to allot to spending with every single person that comes to your wedding, and my wedding was uh-huh. a little smaller than, your, smaller than yours, but not dramatically so, you will come through the other end of this wedding and feel like you saw nobody. And you may have actually yeah, yeah. interacted with every single person at that wedding, but you'll feel like you saw nobody. And so you just kind of have to embrace like it. a hundred people that want to speak to me, mm-hmm. right? Or maybe like 60. <laughs> but like that's too many people to interact with over a yeah. month, like just a few hours right because yeah. that's because really, you know like we won't really be able to interact with anyone until after the meals mm-hmm. so yeah, it's it's going to be it's going to be the best but it's going to be intense so yep. what is your leaving aside the wedding as an event you know once you get married which is the you know, one day of your life mm-hmm. if all goes according to plan you're now with adina for the rest of your life yeah, but the marriage doesn't mean anything. Like we were going to do that anyway. Well, sure, but what I'm I'm trying to do a a loose segue into what are you? I know what you're what, doing, and I'm I'm giving you a hard time. You are, but I'm I'm working through it uh, because I am a professional podcaster. Uh, so, what is your perception of what married life will be? And you can either answer that question directly, or like you know, what are you excited for? What are you scared of? You know, take this any direction you would like to take it. But what I don't. Do you, and I'm being I'm being very difficult for you right now. But mm-hmm. I'm trying to I'm trying to break down some institutional barriers here. Okay, I don't think that being married will make any difference. 
Okay. To how we are always going to be. Like, it's always going to be the same things, right? Like having kids, if we want to do that, you know, all of the big things that will come our way will have come our way regardless. Now there's just a p- more paperwork, right? <laughs> but there's already a ton of paperwork because we own a house together. That is a little different, yes. That, well, so, I say that a little you know, different from my experience is what I mean. I'm not saying that that's so wrong like, or unusual. Whether we're married or not, so if something happened, so if the worst happened... It's always going to be difficult to untangle this. So, mm. like, I don't, I don't think that necessarily married, being married, is going to bring about any different challenges. Um, you know, it, for us, I think the wedding is more just a celebration of us and having all of our friends there with us, and then the difference is Adina changes her name afterwards, but. And then we just call each other husband and wife. I don't necessarily see getting married as adding or subtracting anything specific to our relationship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because we are committed to each other regardless. Yeah, and yeah, that's fair. You well, know? And, and, and I'm not saying that that's different for other people, but like, I'm not expecting that the institution of marriage to significantly change our relationship one way or the other. Except, honestly, just for the way that other people react to us. Like, for example, when we bought our house, uh, I noticed a marked change in uh, couples. More couples wanted to spend time with us than they did before. Because our friends who were in relationships could, I expect, could see, like it was a subliminal thing, that we are now committed to each other because we own a house together. So once we bought our house, we started doing way more couples things hmm. as opposed to just seeing our friends singularly. Like mm-hmm. friends wanted to introduce us to their partners or whatever and, and do yeah, things yeah. Uh-huh. As in groups as opposed to just things singly. Interesting. You know, and that comes from like, hey, we want to come over and see the house. And then it like it changes that. <laughs> so I expect that to intensify, you know, because now it's like, oh, well, now you're married. So like there'll be changes there. But, yeah. you know, I don't I don't. I, you know, I'm really excited about, um, I'm excited about us being married and sharing a name because then it's like this little unit that we've got and that's going to be us. And then, you know, we're going to maybe expand that unit and that's going to be like our little thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I, I just don't really think that like being married specifically changes our relationship in a, in a, in a meaningful way. Do you know what I mean? Like I do. It's a big thing, but if we didn't get married, like there's not going to be a change. Like we 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 want to be together forever irrespective of a certificate. Yeah. I think it's a little different for you than it was for me because we did not own a house before we got married. Uh we we Yeah. I you think know, like was... we've done one of the biggest things a married couple could do. We've done it already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and that's one of the big tests and it was a big test for us, right? It was a big test of our relationship. I mean, we we never really had fights, and we don't fight, but we we found ourselves vehemently disagreeing <laughs> more than we ever had them when we were sure. going through the house buying process. Sure, yeah, and and that's also not unusual. I think for me, it was a little different being married because we didn't own a house, uh, and we didn't buy a house for about a year after. Um, but for me, when I got married, it felt like. Even though 100% of me was committed to Aaron prior to being married and 100% of me was, if not more, after being married, 
it felt like there was an escape hatch that had like closed at that point because now it is a process to unwind us. And your your point earlier is fair that you've already closed that hatch in many ways by buying a home together. Um, but it, it changed my perspective a little bit on on our relationship. And I think for the better. Uh, but it it certainly changed it a little bit. I understand. I really do understand that. But but I do think that there is a lot in the order of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, like, I think you're right. Our next biggest thing will be if we have kids or not, right? And sure. and that's going to be huge. But I don't think if we decided not to get married, I don't think that that would have affected our decision to have children. But I know that that's different for a lot of people, and that's totally cool. But like, I'm just saying for like, for us, like how we are, you know. Um, that's why, like, I, I understand like what you're saying about married life, but I don't necessarily think that I need any more relationship advice than just relationship advice, as opposed to advice on how to be married. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I do. I do. May I give you some advice that you have not asked for? All right. <laughs> Try not to sound too enthusiastic. <laughs> well, you know, unsolicited advice and all that, but I'm going to give you I'm, I'm going to give you your time. All right. Um a couple of things that I've learned uh in in this episode of this podcast should if all goes according to plan actually come out on our 11th wedding anniversary to the day. Congratulations. Well, thank you. Uh and you know, I definitely won the lottery in finding Aaron and somehow convincing her to marry me and be with me for the rest of her life. But, um, but it's, it's been hard from time to time. It's been hard for her from time to time. It's been hard for me from time to time. And a few quick hits of things that I think I would recommend for you, which maybe you're already better at this than I am, even not having been married yet. But for me, some things that, that I've been thinking about and, in preparation for the show and just in general and some advice that I'm going to give you and also myself, because occasionally I forget these things that I know I should be doing, but don't, um, I think communication is, is utterly the key to any, any healthy relationship. And mm-hmm. I find that anytime I don't tell Aaron something because I not, not in a, in a, like a sketchy way, just in a, Oh, she doesn't care what happened, you know, at work today with some dude about something like anytime I, I don't tell her about something that I think is important, even if I don't think she thinks it's important, I end up regretting it either because, you know, it creates an awkward moment later or I want to tell her about it. And then she's like, wait, what are you talking about? Like it, it, it it's in some way or another, I always regret it when I don't share darn near everything with Aaron. And maybe you guys are different, but that's the way it is for us. And, and I also, it took me a while to realize once married that being in any relationship is work, but being married is definitely work because you are two people who are now intertwined in a way that, that you perhaps have never been before. And again, maybe it's different for you too, but, but for me it was that way. And what I've learned over the years is I always need to try harder than I think I should or that I need to, if that makes sense. Because if I don't try that hard, I end up getting complacent and that's not fair to Aaron and it's not fair to our relationship. And the other thing I learned a few years ago, which I, this is an instance of practice, what I preach and don't necessarily do do as I say, not as I do. Um, 
it is easy for me, I don't want to put this on you, but it's easy for me to think, you know what, Aaron, you know, Aaron's been a little difficult lately or, or, you know, maybe she hasn't done something that she used to do or is doing something that she never used to do that I, that I don't care for. And, you know, I shouldn't have to like come to her and, 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 and I shouldn't be the one that's trying real hard right now. She was wrong or she was this or she was that. And what I've learned over the years is that a, that's usually incorrect. And usually it's my fault, even if I don't realize it at the time. Um, and that's not because she has like convinced me of such. It's just, it really ends up that way is that, you know, oftentimes it turns out that I'm doing something or not doing something that, that really is, is not cool. Um, but more importantly than anything else, I've realized that the time in which I think to myself, you know what? You should be able to cruise now. It's Aaron's turn to try hard. Anytime I think that to myself is the time when I need to triple down and try even harder because inevitably Mm -hmm. whether or not it's her fault or my fault. And the reality of the situation is whatever I'm talking about, it's always our fault, but whatever it is that, that I feel, um, uh, that I feel like, uh, I I've been wronged in some way, whatever that is, it is less important than just making Aaron feel like she is the most important person in my world. And if I ever lose sight of that, and if I ever think to my, if I ever get selfish and think to myself, you know what, it's her turn to try, then that's when I need to try three times as hard. And if I, if I actually follow through on that, which sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, then it always makes things better every single time. And I'm always glad I did it. And that brings me to my final point, which is, you know, every relationship and marriage, especially it comes in, in waves. And sometimes there's good times. Sometimes there's bad times. Sometimes there's impossibly good times that you pinch yourself because you don't realize how it could be this good. And that is most days for me. It really honestly is. But sometimes there's bad times where you think, man, this is hard work and this is difficult and I'm very frustrated and I wish it wasn't this way. But what you're saying on that altar in a, in a figurative, figurative or literal sense is that you're going to be there to keep trying. You're going to be there for Adina to keep trying, and she will be there for you, Mike, to keep trying. And as long as you do that, as long as you keep trying, and as long as you're willing to ride those waves together, and as long as you talk about it, you should be fine. And I've seen you guys together. I know you extremely well. And I know Adina, I think as well as I can, having only spent a little bit of time literally with her, you know, in the same room as her. Um, I I think you guys are, 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 I think you're all set and I, and I'm, and I'm really excited for you guys. And, and the next time that, that we talk on this very program you guys will be, you will, you will be one. And, and I'm super excited now. I'm getting ever so slightly choked up, which is ridiculous. So I'm going to stop talking. Um, all of that advice is useful advice. I think not necessarily, again, like I'm just going to keep doubling down on this yeah, like, yeah, as yeah. being married. It, mm-hmm. That is great advice for a long-term relationship. Uh, yeah, I agree. You have had, right? You've had a, your relationship with Aaron is like three times, I think, the length of, of mine and Adina's, right? Like it is a much longer lasting you know like enduring you will have been through more together that kind of stuff right so any advice like that i'm always willing to take like i always want to hear it you know um because it's always helpful to have insight and and i appreciate it when friends can can give us that but i think at this point maybe we should uh we should wrap it up what do you think I think we're good. Uh, Michael, I am very excited for you. I am excited for your fiance. I am excited for 
all of us to come together and to share in this most special of moments said with zero sarcasm, because again, you know, I've been excited for every wedding I've been a part of even as a participant, as, as a member of the wedding party, regardless, but this one, this one is a little bit different. And, and I will even go so far as to say special because I am getting to show Aaron a side of my life that she is fully aware of, but hasn't really seen for herself. And if you hadn't surprised me a couple of Christmases ago, and this would be the first time she met you, you know? <laughs> so, um, I am so excited for this and I'm so excited for me to meet the people I haven't met, like especially spouses, for example, and some of some other, you know, like hosts and, and, and friends and whatnot, but, but I'm excited to meet spouses and I'm excited to hang mm-hmm. with the people from the UK that came to your stag do. And, and, I am so excited for this. I am so excited for Aaron to have a vacation from the kids because I've had plenty of those lately and she has had zero. Um, in so many ways, this is such a, this is such an important moment in my life with Aaron. It's, it's surprising how important this wedding is to me and Aaron. So I can only fathom and try to recall what it's like for you. And I'm so excited for you guys and I wish you the best of luck. So I'll be around for a few more weeks in, on other shows, but um, I will be back on this show in August. So God, it seems so uh, long from now. Yep. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>